0: yeah so speaking of wearing many hats I do a lot of (laughs) things which is like so weird because I'm like yeah it's like how do you
1: (laughs) how do you do this whole work balance thing but at the same time you love it though shot and this is where many hats presented by desire where we talk about your main gig then we talk about your side hustle hoya is a creative athlete specifically a runner and an activist i met her at the canal street market in new york city while i was at the shop and she ran her podcast and newsletter gold to green she has interviewed artists and designer Victor Roman and many more. When she bounced out of New York to move back to Berlin, I was hella bummed, but months passed and I ran into her while I was out on a run on the Williamsburg Bridge and saw her. It was a moment I won't forget. Fall of 2019, I went to Berlin, visited her. She was coming from an 18 mile run Then made me breakfast. I was like, are you tired? Then she came back to NYC. Was running around doing things for the brand District Vision and Nike. She's the co-founder of Wave Run Collective and the founder of the Global Woman Run Collective. She's incredible. I think she's invincible. Please welcome Oyen.
0: Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Yo, did you know that you got you basically got me into running? Wait, no. That yeah. wasn't me. Yeah. I did you not know know I mean that. you know 2018 and 2019 were pretty rough years for me, so I was like, you know what am I gonna do? how like I gotta combat this anxiety somehow, and then I saw that you were always running. you and Manny basically got me into running.
0: No, I didn't know that. And I didn't realize
1: yeah, you're why
0: inspired. were those years pretty rough for you? Uh, now for I me? I'm <laughs> you
1: <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I just like. <laughs> everything under the sun you know living in New York you know and just like the whole thing why everyone <laughs> careers you know the whole thing
0: plot twist I'm yeah. doing a podcast with you
1: yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah but you know when you when I see you run you're always smiling and you know when I'm run running I'm definitely always serious like how do you do it
0: well, I think people capture me. Well, I know when people capture me, so I know when to smile.
1: <laughs> oh, so it's just a photo op. It's basically a photo op is. every time. It's like it's the
0: like w- it's the age of social media.
1: Oh yeah, you're like I gotta look. I gotta look great for the gram. They're,
0: they're, um, they're out
1: here. They're out here. That's that's. Amazing. Well, you
0: never know. Um, where you know a photographer is like located and stuff no um i think i mean most of the time i'm in pain no so most of the time running is actually really fun Mm -hmm. i think um during a race or during very difficult and hard training sessions it can be painful but um yeah most of the time i try to remember that i'm doing this voluntarily and i'm enjoying myself
1: that's good that's good yeah Yeah, i'm i'm always in pain leaving her i'm always (laughs) serious all the time and i mean when i saw you on the williamsburg bridge i probably was no actually i was really happy to see you but you
0: were running no and i was on a bike
1: but i was i was happy that i saw you
0: yeah i mean it was like amazing to see you running
1: two athletes in New York City. What's also pretty cool is that I didn't even consider myself an athlete. You know, you consider yourself an athlete. I I don't. I just say that I run for fun, but that basically also means that I'm an athlete. Wow. Yes. (laughs) Finally realizing something. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So right now you're based in Berlin. You moved back. How's it going over there?
0: It's good. It's, um, currently we currently have a lockdown Mm -hmm. so all the stores and shops are closed except from grocery stores and i'm doing okay i'm hanging in there (laughs) that's
1: good that's good i'm glad i'm glad does the lockdowns also mean that you can't go out running as well or can you run
0: you can so you can leave the house but only meet with one other household Mm -hmm. so you cannot meet as a group like as a large group
1: Oh, that's, that's good. They need yeah. to clarify these lockdowns. What do you mean? They're like, yo, we're in lockdown, but there's this party going on. Do you want to? Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of yeah. insane. But, well, I'm glad that you're, you know, healthy. You look healthy. Yeah.
0: Thank you. I mean,
1: yeah, you're always I'm... healthy.
0: I'm okay. I mean, I was just like eating, you know, right before we started, I was just mm-hmm. eating chocolate.
1: So, <laughs> oh so guys out there that is her uh if you want to know her secret it's <laughs> chocolate and you know her her nutritionist, her her nutritionist was like you know you need to eat more chocolate what what is do you what is your uh your running food plan
0: i don't really have a running food plan well i guess so i'm currently not really training for anything
1: mm-hmm. well when you were training
0: I, I I just ate
1: everything, honestly.
0: I mean I ate everything too, but I mean there's this hipster word plant-based. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would say I would I was mostly vegetarian-ish. Mm-hmm. Um I mean what? In the mornings I would eat oatmeal, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, something oh, wow. like that, banana. Yeah, nothing crazy. And then yeah. It depends, like if I was running before breakfast or during lunchtime or in the evening. Yeah, lunch would be what a salad, a sandwich, Mm. rice, pasta. Yeah, in the evenings, pretty much the same. But I don't know, I don't remember having trained. (laughs) Like, it's just like, it's been like this year has been so long, Uh so yeah, I don't know. How do you feel through this whole pandemic?
1: Me? <laughs> I <laughs> I was basically, you know, I mean, on the air, I guess. Uh, I did get COVID back in the summer and I oh, had to, really? uh, I had to go on a, a meal plan of like an anti-inflammatory diet. So I went on this whole anti-inflammatory diet. I, I was eating no gluten, no sugar, no coffee. I was eating super healthy brown rice only and I turned a corner. So uh, I be- I was basically super healthy, but I had to stop running because and in- I didn't want to cause any like myocarditis, heart failure symptoms. So um, I basically just restarted being healthy again in a whole nother light. You know, yeah. I wanted to be I've always ran down my body basically, you know, in the past two years, I had a million jobs. And while I was working a million jobs, I also ran a couple miles in the morning because I only just wanted to feel the pain and just like run down my body for some odd reason. But now I'm just rejuvenating and getting my my body back up to normalcy and hopefully I get to run next year. So
0: yeah how's your body um post-covid
1: uh just you know still some body aches some here and there chest pains but it's been cool what's what's really i mean it's not been cool but what's really cool is that my doctors think that i am a doctor which because of everything that i like throw down of you you know medical papers of like other diseases and like syndromes and they always think that i work in like wellness so Mm -hmm. it's been it's been pretty wild so i've been taking a break from running right now but i definitely see a future in getting back in the saddle as they say oh also all right so gold to green i was looking at your website it's amazing it's beautiful Gold to Green used to be on Blogspot which amazing yeah. <laughs> I, I used to it blog exists, all the time yeah. on Blogspot so I was like holy shit she's OG yeah
0: yeah yeah I used to be yeah
1: you're like a <laughs> blog crazy. you're a Blogspot kid yeah is that how it started what what made you start Gold to Green
0: Well, after high school, I went to the U.S. and lived with um, a family. I was a nanny in New Jersey. I lived with a Jewish family. No way. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to start some sort of like travel blog, you know, Uh just documenting and similar to a diary, just like Mm -hmm. what I'm experiencing, like my adventures, you know, going to Washington, uh, visiting Boston, going Mm -hmm. to Princeton, Um, of course, weekend visits to New York. Um, just like journaling that Mm -hmm. and then when I returned back to Germany I kind of wanted to keep it up but um, yeah and then like you know I did a fashion internship so I kind of like used like I just continued using that blog to like journal about fashion about sustainability I got into like you know I tried out um, veganism for a year, Mm -hmm. um, tested out, like, yeah, even journaled about sustainable fashion. And then eventually, when, yeah, when I guess I um, got accepted to do a study abroad semester um, during my undergrad Mm -hmm. back in New York, so um, I was like, okay, I should maybe start blogging again or continue. So like I took a solid break and then I found Squarespace and then I was like, okay, let me just do this massive transition. It is a
1: big transition.
0: It is a big transition. And I think, um, yeah, also like going through the archives and I don't know if you've ever done this, but like moving a blog Mm. was like a big deal to me back Back in the day, of course. and then yeah, moving that to Squarespace, and then just like you know, experimenting with squ- with that, and well, I guess um, I'm doing advertising for them now. <laughs> like, no, but
1: yeah, basically uh, Squarespace, if you can hear that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I transitioned basically from outer fashion into running into more more holistic topics. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I was like, okay, fashion is not really sustainable, nor is it like.
1: I never knew that you were in fashion.
0: Yeah, I I mean back like back like when I was twelve years old, I wanted to become an artist or a designer, and um, then I was like, okay, fashion journalism, you know. And then when the blog spot, the blogger era started um, in Europe, um, I kind of wanted to be yeah part of that and um but yeah it wasn't really I was like it's too it's very superficial it wasn't Mm. really my thing
1: oh no the fashion world is definitely superficial that is the part of the reason why you know 2018 2019 was such a wild year for me because I was working in the fashion world and in photo production and at photo studios and film studios and you know, it's just super very, very superficial. So I totally feel you on that. And I'm glad that you got out of it into something completely better.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, but yeah, the name gold to green came from, you know, I was like, okay, I still kind of, you know, dabble between spaces. Mm -hmm. I came up with the name gold to green because like, you know, I have like my gold side, you know, when just where it's like fashion-y, materialistic, Mm -hmm. and then I have my green side where it's like sustainability, eco, being health conscious, Mm -hmm. meditation, yoga, but still trying to find a balance between both worlds.
1: Mm -hmm. How do you do it, the balance? Have you found that yet?
0: I have not. (laughs) I mean, it's, I just try to stay in the present moment and ask myself, um, what are the long-term benefits or Mm -hmm. what is like yeah. What is the long-term goal? Like, for mm. example, like this whole year, I didn't go shopping. Amazing. Oh, also, by the way, back in the day, I was like a shopping addict, like for three months.
1: No uh, way. A shopaholic school- yeah. right here. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. I was a shopaholic. So um, during high school, I, did, um, I worked at H&M for three months. Uh-huh. And then of course, like my whole revenue, my whole income, I would spend at H&M because you would get like a massive discount. Of course. Which is, like stupid because that's how I get you these retailers yeah and then I was fired <laughs> <laughs> for not having one H&M in the store like I was Zara
1: oh that's such a stupid thing to get <laughs> like, fired at.
0: yeah I was Zara and like um you know like flea market stuff that I like purchased in New York and in Brooklyn mm. anyway I was fired from H&M So um, that's also like, you know, this journey from like from gold to green, like from a shopaholic to like a more conscious being. Mm -hmm. Um, And nowadays, so for example, I didn't shop this whole year, but I went to the thrift store during the summertime and bought like two super cute pieces, but it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, secondhand. And then for my birthday, I got, um, yeah, a Wales Bonner sweater which was like, I was like, okay, this is a long-term investment. <laughs> I totally like feel, yeah. I, I know designer, exactly you know?
1: what you're going through. Yeah, of yeah. course. So, Everything that I have bought currently is an investment.
0: Exactly. And um, yeah.
1: What got you into running?
0: Actually, uh, the Jewish um, host mom I lived with. No way in New Jersey yeah so she she was or she still is um an OBGYN a doctor oh. um delivers like eight babies a day mm. like she's, she works so much um she would be on call she has like three kids two dogs at home and I was their nanny at home and um every single day she would get up and run an hour after work and I was like how do you do it <laughs> like how do you like with working so much like and you know taking care of like three kids mm-hmm. and like and she was like well that one hour is like time for herself
1: mm-hmm.
0: and at the time I was like 17 18 and she was like oh what I can do you can do too and I was like no I was really bad at track and field in, you know during school and I really just hated exercise no way <laughs> um, um you know how it is like PE like physical education in school is just like it just sucks because like mm-hmm. the teachers are not encouraging no. like yeah so she was like oh you should try so I tried and that's how I started running that's great yeah that's great
1: wow so you started running basically when you came over to the states you had, you did your first marathon the New York City marathon was your first marathon
0: yeah, this was in 2016. Amazing. Yeah, four years ago.
1: Changed your life.
0: Yeah, it did. I mean, it broke me. <laughs> but I also was like, I mean, crossing that finish line, I was like, I just felt like superwoman. I was like, I. there's nothing like it. There's nothing like running your first marathon. Mm-hmm. And another one. I just felt like I wanna do this again and I wanna do it better, you know? That's great. Yeah, and especially in New York. I mean, New York is like such a block party Uh at every single corner and Uh like, it's like amazing, yeah.
1: This is definitely something I would watch instead. I just watched the new Wonder Woman and that was complete trash. And to watch a story about you running and starting off, Totally. This was, I mean, when I first started running as well, I always wanted to keep on doing races after that as well. So I guess running can be an addiction.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I just love what, um, I just, I also felt like a bit frustrated, you know, I was like, there's this power of sports. There's Mm -hmm. this power of movement. Why didn't people before in my lifetime give it to me? Yeah why did it take me like 18 19 20 years for me to discover not discover but to like you know connect to my own body Mm. and then be able to like train it to like shape it to Mm. have a relationship with my body yeah and nurture it and be like okay I can achieve and accomplish something with my own self and um and have these feelings you know and whereas like in the past I mean I was like like looking back at it and um, reflecting on it, I'm just like so frustrated and annoyed at this whole system where Mm -hmm. like, you know, coaches and teachers, why like not why would they, but like not reaching out to like women of color or girls of color in Mm -hmm. school and high school and um, supporting them, investing time and resources in them to have them start, um, you know, start out in sports and stuff. And it can, like, I don't know how it was, like for you growing up, but like my younger brother, he was like, my dad would always push him to go swimming, to go to soccer, to -hmm. go to karate. And I was like, not, (laughs) like I was not support or like, you know, like it wasn't a thing that girls should do.
1: No, no, no. I mean, for me growing up, I played a bunch of sports, but the sport I really wanted to play was football. I would have (laughs) died, like, look at my body. I would have been crushed, but I I played every other sport though. I was, I did swimming, um, tennis. I did track and field, but I, every time I joined the track and field team, I quit mid season. I don't know why. why. I don't know. I just was never into it. I was never into it.
0: I mean, do you feel like it was intimidating?
1: Not intimidating. I thought, I think it was boring. That's the thing. I w- okay. I would think I was doing it for the team instead of myself. And so that's yeah. why I bounced and was like, nah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I get that.
1: You know, so, you know, when you started off running in New York, then you started accelerating to collaborate with, you know, Nike and a bunch of other big brands. And how did you join up with, a, you know, District Vision?
0: So I did my study abroad semester. I didn't... Inter- Afterwards, I did an internship in New York, mm. and then I returned back to Germany to actually finish my undergrad thesis. Mm. Um, and then during those three four months, I took um, I took a break. I went to New York for three weeks to mm. um, visit the New York City Marathon and just to come cheer all my friends.
1: Nice. And
0: during that time, I was like, just let me use that three week vacation. New York to also find a job
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) yeah just like looking back I just I would just hit up a random person and be like hey want to meet for coffee you know and just like speak to them yeah exactly but um, nothing like nothing came about Mm -hmm. and um, it was the New York City marathon after party where um, I was standing outside a bar uh, with a friend and then I met uh, one of the co founders of District Vision, Tom Daly, and nice. he was standing outside. And then we started talking, and then he was like, Oh, you're German. And I was like, Yeah, so what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, Well, you should meet my partner, Max. He's also German, Max Wallow. And I was like, Okay, sure. And um, we exchanged numbers um, two days before I flew back to Germany. I hit Tom up and was like, hey, did we still wanna grab coffee and meet your partner? And I thought we were like meeting, like, you know, at a coffee shop and just like, I'm meeting his gay partner. That's what I thought, you know, like, I'm just like meeting this <laughs> partner. So, uh, so they sent me the address. I find myself in an office space with like my backpack and stuff. Uh, And Max is like you know he's kind of like intrigued, curious because I'm German and then he's like oh yeah so you're into running, you're into yoga we're kind of looking to expand our team mm -hmm. Um, could you imagine like you know coming to New York and being part of our project and uh, I was like sure and you know but not also knowing if he was like you know if he was like sincere about this proposal or not I would, like, go back to Germany, finish my thesis, finish my undergrad studies, and um, in the meantime, Max and Tom, they were, like, pretty serious, they were, like, oh, so we're getting you a visa, and I was, like, wait, what? Oh,
1: that's when you know, that's when you know things (laughs) are serious, when they get you a visa.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so... um, basically um, two days after my um, exams in February, Mm -hmm. I flew out to New York. I said, um, fuck all of this, fuck Germany, bye.
1: Yo, she said, fuck Germany, I'm out.
0: And um, yeah, I didn't even do the, um, you know, uh, undergraduation, like the graduation ceremony. I didn't, (laughs) like both my parents in the summertime you know, they messaged me, I was in New York, they messaged me, so are you, aren't you having a graduation ceremony, like, or what, what is happening? This
1: is my graduation ceremony, mother. <laughs> I
0: was like, parents, I skipped it, mom, dad, I'm sorry, <laughs> I just, like, went straight to work.
1: it I love it, I'm going to New York, baby, what, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, 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 <laughs> <I> mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I also did like, you know, this has to be like kind of like secret, (laughs) but um, during my study abroad semester, I was at Pace University um, for my, I don't know if you know this university. Of course I I do. Oh, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. sure. Um, Yeah, so um, if you're an international student, I don't think you're allowed to work like officially, right?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Exactly. But so I would visit classes like two to three times a week. And then um, in the first week, um, my housemate, his name is Phil, I think. So, Phil. <laughs> okay. um, he was like, Yo, Huyen, I was like, What's up? He was like, You seem bored. What's <laughs> uh yeah i mean school in the u.s is pretty easy like compared to what i'm used to in germany Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then he was like do you want to do an internship i was like sure (laughs) so i didn't i did you know like under the table i did an internship in a fashion startup while i was like studying in the u.s nice
1: nice that's what i love to hear (laughs) get it out there get it out there and then from there on you um you were part of the the project moon shot like Nike NYC campaign. That it was so sick. It was the all the weed pasting posters are plastered everywhere, downtown. I loved it. You you were part of that campaign. Saw your name up in lights. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Save it again. How'd you feel when they like reached um, out to you to do that?
0: When to be part of that campaign? Yeah. I mean, it was just, like, fun to, like, be part of um, something that big to, you know, with, like, 200, I think it was 200 other athletes, mm-hmm. um, everyday athletes, mm-hmm. and um, part of this massive community event um, project with, you know, a bunch of my friends in New York. Yeah, I think um, the most exhilarating thing was then it actually, um it was then like released, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah and now,
0: did-
1: no, exactly. And and then like now, you know, back in Berlin, you're part of Nike, Nike Berlin. So like it's well, kind of in a circle.
0: Yeah. Um, well, some of my friends um, in New York at Nike New York, they basically introduced me to the uh, Nike family here in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now our running team is also supported by Nike here in Germany.
1: Mm -hmm. Now you're back in Berlin. You have um, this new running collective called Wave Run Collective. Um, How did you start that?
0: Um, So my co-founder and I, Daniel, um, Mm -hmm. Daniel and I met in New York. And he's a um, queer Colombian American kid. Nice. Um, Get it off. Yeah, so he was also part of the Nike family in New York. And, um, but he moved to Berlin a year ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I arrived, I was like, Daniel, what's up? You're not running with any of the teams here in Berlin. And he was like, nah, they are not really my vibe. And mm-hmm. I was like, how about, I mean, I knew coming to Berlin, having, you know, experienced, um, new york city running culture and clubs Mm -hmm. and um so on so forth i was like i just want to start my own thing yeah and um yeah so daniel and i just got together and we were like let's start our own little um club yeah
1: and what is wave run collective like all about basically if you were so
0: we just wanted to start um a running club that um yeah, predominantly supports um, black, indigenous people of color, um, nice. but also, you know, Muslim people, mm-hmm. um, femme, uh, queer people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just like underrepresented people. I mean, you've been to Germany, it's pretty white. And it's like even in Berlin, <laughs> you've been to Berlin too, like, yeah. you know, for being, for being the most international city or the, you know, mm-hmm. um, for being such an international sh- city in germany it's like it's it's very white <laughs> yeah and um like once i landed here i was like where are all the people of color
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah is it also like that when you go out to the clubs when you go to Birkheim? i think so yeah for everyone that's like listening out there i'm shaking my head it's unfortunate it's unfortunate yeah. but you know what like congrats on the, you know, the new Wave Run Collective article for High now when I clicked on the link and saw everyone was in blue denim, I was like, oh, wait, all right, something's up. You know, you guys just <laughs> did a shoot for Ralph Lauren, which I think that's pretty cool. You know, I'm glad you guys were able to talk about everything you just said about how you guys met and how the collective started. What I did read was that Daniel was also talking about how, you know, she does the work. You know, you really do. you're And, you know, he also says that you're stylish as hell, which you really are. You know, all your Thank every you. time I see you, all your fits are hella nice. You rock it very well. And, you know, last time I saw you, when I gave you that croissant, and you were like super beat from running around everywhere and like tired, I was like, you still look, you still look hella fly. I was just like, I would just still be in sweatpants and just like pa- passing out. But it was a good article, and congrats on being on Highsnob, even though it was. I when I saw everyone in like what is We're this? Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Everyone's all in blue denim, like you know, like what's going on here? It's like a thank you Canadian tuxedo, yeah,
0: yeah. That was a fun shoot.
1: Yeah, it's good to see all you guys in there. You know, you're also a contributor to Dim Magazine, Dia Critics. You've been written about, like you've been written about in an indie magazine. You know, your voice means a lot. You. You talk on stage about things. Um, The last thing I saw you, you were in how to be a runner in runner's mag. I wish I got that issue and framed it, you know,
0: it's
1: like you're very inspirational. You you interview so many runners in the running community from like the old man run club to, you know, we run uptown. Um, Yeah. I don't know the balance, the balance that you have. It's you, you do, you do it well, I must say, I mean, from afar.
0: You know what I posted on my wall up here, like, two or three weeks ago?
1: Not doing shit? I don't know. No. What?
0: Workless. Oh! Oh!
1: <laughs> Yo! Caught it right here. You're, you're always grinding. You're always working.
0: I'm trying to work less. I think this year really had me... Um, I mean, I keep saying that. I've been burnt out the past like two to three years but I think this year has um yeah yeah I've never been this deep
1: (laughs) no I know I know you're well you're a wonderful writer you know you're forgive me but what are you studying currently in school uh media studies media studies oh okay so so everything actually comes in hand
0: yeah yeah I mean it's kind of like I'm it's weird because it's like you know speaking of um wearing many hats Mm -hmm. it's like my actual actual full-time job is being Mm -hmm. a master student and i'm and i'm currently working on my final master thesis Mm -hmm. um in media studies and i'm writing on solange's um concert here in Hamburg, hamburg that she had but i'm also like an athlete, <laughs> running my own um, running club, mm-hmm. and you know, being published in these campaigns, mm-hmm. um, being a model, um, but also I'm a freelance writer. And then, um, recently, I actually, I'm still wrapping up a project, like a big project, um, to advance the rights of Asian German people mm-hmm. here <laughs> for the government.
1: For the government.
0: Yeah. So speaking of wearing many hats, I do a lot of things, which is like so weird because I'm like, yeah, it's like, how do you?
1: How do you do this whole work balance thing? But at the same time, you love it though. That's what matters the most. When I see you and you post everything down from, you know, your culture to like what you're writing about to what inspires you or, how many miles you've ran or anything like that or being with your collective i can see that you you love it
0: yeah but how do you then like not burn out right like if you do so much like for the community exactly and if you like spend so much time working you know especially like when you're a person of color Mm -hmm. you're underrepresented um you know we know this, like um we need to work, what, three times as hard as, like, a white privileged person? Of course. Yeah, and then you have, like, all these pressures, like, you have the pressure of, like, you know, you're being in a society, and then you're being, like, with your family, and, Mm. yeah.
1: Damn. How do you
0: do it, Rashad?
1: (laughs) How do I do it? I do not know the secret. I do not know the secret. But once I find out, I'll let you know. So, Hoya, How we end the podcast is that if you were to get a chest tattoo, quote, what would it be?
0: Uh, I think for this year for 2020, mm-hmm. and it would be community.
1: Community. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah, just that.
1: Hoyen. thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was great to have you. Hoyen, this is where many hands by design.